welcome inside Boston. I mean, we're in Boston City. We're not in East London, Boston. East Boston, to be exact. We're not at the O2 in London. Oh, you're I, supposed to say we're in London, man. Just play it off. I guess I should tell who you are, right? Josue Pavone, Jimmy Toscano, Nick Jelso. And they all know Nick's not sending us to London. So it's Why, man, all week I've been hearing about this. There was The Airbnb was too expensive. I think it started man. with tracks, too. He first it did start it. with tracks. Did it? He, he did. mentioned it first. He, he mentioned it like a month ago. He did. I think he might be over there. Anyway, <laughs> the, Celtics, the Celtics went across the pond. They are taking their six-game win streak, their 33-10 and 10 record, to face Atlantic Division rivals, the Philadelphia 76ers. Division who are, rivals, okay. Yeah. A long-time division rivals. Okay. They may not currently be. Right, right, right. But they will be again. They will be again. For sure, they will be again. And they're taking their 500 record, and they're going to meet up in London. Josue, what are you looking for from each of these teams in this contest? I'm looking for that fourth-quarter execution, Nick. You know, I, I think uh, the, the most impressive win out of that winning streak for Philadelphia was against the, the, um, the San Antonio Spurs. Right. But I think the biggest problem in that game was down the end of the stretch. They really started sending, uh, sending Simmons to the free-throw line. You want to make him a shooter, and I think the Celtics do a really good job with him because of their pick and roll defense. I think if no hack, no hack of Simmons, no hack of Simmons. I think if you, <laughs> I think if you force him to shoot, he's either going to a shy away, which is what he did in his last meeting, right. or b he's going to miss a lot of those jump shots. And I think the Celtics, because of their pick and roll defense, you know they really rattle him. And down the end of the stretch, let's face it, they don't really have a closer that can really pull on, pull in a win the way other teams have in the past. I mean, it's just what we've seen. The way the Celtics might have. Yeah, I mean, this is what we've seen whenever these two teams go go at it. That fourth quarter always is when the Celtics create that separation. Yeah, for me, I mean, dude, you're rushing. You want to just rush through the game and go straight to the fourth quarter. For me, (laughs) it's actually the beginning of the game because this is an arena in a place that's unfamiliar. to a time zone. I mean, people don't. In a time zone. Okay, yeah. yeah. People forget that. People forget about that time zone. Both are going to have the same issue. Right. So. Time difference. Yeah. Hey, Nick, why don't you let him finish? Yeah, can I just finish that? No, it's too much fun cutting you off, man. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So what I'm looking for is what team is the most comfortable out of the gates because it's an arena where you're not, you know, sometimes you need to look around and really get comfortable for, you know, certain players love playing in certain places. So in this case, not many players, I imagine, have ever stepped foot in this building. So. Who's going to knock down those first few shots and really get a feel for it? Who's going to get the fans involved? Because this is a game where, yeah, you're going to have some Celtics fans, you're going to have some Sixers fans, but for the most part, casual. You might have a few diehards, but there's going to be a lot of fans there that are kind of looking for somebody to, to latch onto, somebody right. to cheer for, the oohs and the ahs, the razzle-dazzle, all that stuff. So who's going to jump out to that and get out there and, and make it even more uncomfortable for the other team? I, I, I agree totally. Joe Sway, NBA has become a global sport. Mm. What does that say about the NBA, the fact that they're now taking their show on the road overseas? Uh, last year it was Mexico, I mm-hmm. think. This year in London. Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, what, does that, right. what does it say about – good thing they did it before the wall. They went to Mexico. <laughs> what, what did he say? What does that say about the NBA and, and where they're at right now in their globalization? I think it just shows they've gone a long way. I mean, you see, of course, a lot of international players coming into the league. We've seen it throughout the last decade. The numbers are multiplying. You know, you see – uh, people become stars. You've seen rotation players. I mean, it's it's gone such a long way, and I think there's sort of the model of what other leagues are trying to do. You know what I mean? And and, and I think, hey, you look at Daryl Sarge. It's gonna be right. his first time gonna play in front of his dad as a member of the Philadelphia awesome. 76ers. So awesome. I mean, that's just a great story in itself. And he's been playing great basketball for the Sixers as well. So I just think again, it shows how well the NBA has done, and a lot of that has to do with the commissioner. I think. Yeah, Dad's going to be able to watch him lose in his first game. It's going to be tough. But we'll be there for him. But, no need for no, I mean, But in serious note, though, I mean, the NBA has, has a firm grasp on, you know, 
the rest of the world in terms of I think you know soccer aside, let's right. be real. Right, right. Sure. exactly. You know, as far as a United sport for America, an American right. sport like football is trying to get there. The NBA mm -hmm. is, in my opinion, well ahead of them because they've got a lot of European. Uh, players in the NBA. There's a lot of interest over there, and they've got China, which is huge. Well, so, huge. you know, you can give credit to, you know, the Kobe's and the Garnett's and the Shaq's and those guys no longer in the league anymore. And the Magic's and the Jordan's who Yeah, I mean, they paved the I way. Mean, that dream team won. Sure, uh, yeah. of course, of course. And I think those guys picked up right where they left off, whereas the NFL, you don't really have that. So It's so crazy to me. I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but how, how, right now <laughs> we're saying, no, I'm not sorry. We're saying the NFL is trying to catch yeah. up to the yeah. NBA yeah, in yeah, any true. capacity, which to me as an NBA guy and not really a great NFL guy, I just love it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's, honestly, it's trending that way in America, too. I'm not saying that NBA is past NFL, but the interest I think percentage-wise, if you looked at like a chart, I think the NBA is going up here. Oh, it the is. NFL yeah. still going up to an extent, but not to the same extent. And that has to do with, I think, you know, it's it's a more affordable sport to play. It's obviously safer, which mm, is huge. Yes. Yeah. And there's that whole off-court drama aspect that everyone just latches onto. The off-season, oftentimes in the NBA, is more entertaining than, oh, than the regular season. It's definitely great for ratings yeah. in the off-season. Heck, I mean, the next star a decade from now could be at this game and say, hey, I saw Kyrie Irving do one heck of a move, and you yeah. know what? That made me really push for my dreams little because little, of that game boy between from the Philadelphia 76ers and the, the Boston Did you Celtics. see all the Celtics doing their London accents? If you have it, you've got to check that out. Let's, it's great. let's hear it, Nick. Go no, ahead. I'm not going to cheer you. Come on. Uh, it's on the Celtics. It's on the Celtics. Chitter handle. Twitter handle. <laughs> On that note, we're going to leave you. I'm Nick Gelso. He's Joe Sway Pavone. Jimmy Toscano. We are the Garden Report. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers. Cheers. Peace. Welcome to East Boston, not TD Garden. We're back here East at, in Eastie, man. It's really snowy here in Eastie. Just over the water. Just, Just over like the, the harbor. <laughs> Just like this. Great. Thank you. Just like the Celtics, who have made their way across the pond to London in what I guess the big word here in the Boston area has become bonding. Mm -hmm. We all know that's. We're bonding right now. I'm Jimmy, by the way. I didn't introduce any of you no, today. No, that's no, good. We're so well bonded. Jimmy, I don't have to tell anybody way. who anybody Don't worry about is. this. Thanks, <laughs> Don't worry about this. Thanks. Anyway, uh, it's been the, big, the biggest uh, topic has been bonding. Obviously, that's what we want. As uh, or Celtics fans Bond. want the Celtics mm -hmm. to come back bonded. Weren't they well bonded before coming back? Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like away. when you heard that story about you know <laughs> with, with Kyrie Irving and how he was you know joking around with his teammates and how he's he's kind of been that guy behind the scenes. You know the the Jack McMullen story is what I'm referring it. to. He's been sneaky about sneaky, it. Funny. But that's the kind of leader you want to see. And that's the kind of leader we sort of expected, right? Out of yeah, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be the one that's going to play jokes on camera in front of the uh, in front of the public. But I think this is a really close knit team. I think even before they go to London, it can only make them closer. I think because of the whole Doc Rivers and Mbutu, summer of 2007, right. that we're all like, oh, this could be huge. Maybe it will be, but in the grand scheme of things, this team is already pretty close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I would agree. Jimmy, like, you were obviously around during the championship run in 2010. They didn't win. Fell short. The year before was Ubuntu two years earlier. Yeah. Than before. Right. Uh, it's been probably one of the most oversaid words in the NBA since then. <laughs> I think everybody wants that a little bit of Doc, Ubuntu. Yeah, right. uh, but for the Celtics, in this scenario, it was almost like, and, and you don't want to take a negative situation with Gordon Hayward, but it was almost as if that bonded them, mm, this team. Yeah. That injury yeah, bonded them sure. early on. And so now, where does, where does London, besides getting rest, where does it fit mm. in for the Celtics as far as bringing them back into the second half of the season? And where do you see them benefiting? Where do I see them benefiting after the going trip? to London? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we already talked about the fact that 
they're a close team and this is going to help the bonding experience. The difference was when the Celtics went, they went before the season even started. Right. So that was kind of like, they were probably all, a lot of times, they were just kind of meeting each other yep. to begin with. So that, that I think that was probably a little more extreme of a bonding trip than this would be because they already are familiar with each other. Right. They're teammates. They're, you know, quote-unquote brothers. Do at you this know if they're going to wait that if the families went? I uh, know. I, I, I they went know. this time. Oh, the families went this time? Which I, what, what, how do you feel about that? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, the families didn't go well, in the first time, though. I remember that. They didn't? No. Stay as far away from your family as possible. I don't want yeah. to hear yeah. I mean, Not like during to, the season. To I don't want to see family. I don't want to hear family. Okay, so <laughs> Mark D'Amico from the Celtics, you know, he had a, he's out there in London. had a great, great report on Celtics.com about... Uh, wow, they sent Mark, too, huh? Jeez, yeah. everyone's going. All right. All right. <laughs> next year. Next year. There won't be a game out there next year. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Mark's over there in London. He's talking about a huge banquet, you know, big formal dinner they had, mm. and the families are there. And we're talking about bonding, like, you know, bro bonding, you'd think, right? How do you feel about the families being there? Um, I mean, Jimmy, you made a good point. I mean, this isn't like they, they all have known each other for quite some time now, so it's a very, so very different trip. Out, right? Yeah, because yeah. I remember specifically Doc Rivers talking about how he would have like a couple of hours where guys could get on their phone and call their families and check in. Right. But they, he, he was very strict about yeah. cell phones. He wanted to the team to you know force them to talk to each other. Mm, and, yes. You know, spend all that time with each other. So, I mean, it's a little different dynamic, but I mean, for the most part, it's probably going to bring them closer. I mean, this is a younger team. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like the Celtics team of 2007 and 8 much older, you know, they were more, you know, they, oh, they were, were familiar with being yeah, in the yeah, NBA, yeah. they were more ready, so yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I think it's fine, too. I mean, Brad Stevens is a family man, you know what I mean? So what's he's he gonna dad, do? I think he had more dad moments he's out like there. Dad of the year, he's like dad know, so. of the year. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this isn't a shock to see, you know, all these people going along with the trip, and I think it's great, you know, it probably helps the players feel more comfortable, and, and you know, and they get to enjoy some of their time, because Mm. A lot of that trip is off the court, let's be real. I mean, most of it is. So you might as well ex ex enjoy some time with your family while you're there. The, the, the other takeaway I have from, and I'll make it quick because I don't want to drag this on, but the other takeaway I had is the fact that the NBA chose Boston and Philly yeah. to me is cool because it kind of tells me that these are two teams that obviously they're rich in history, but they're not two like junk teams that no one really has right. any interest in watching or right. caring about. They're two up-and-coming teams with young players on each side, you know, that they think will, you know, I think we can all agree there's superstar talent on both of these teams, young players as well as on the Celtics end anyway, some older players. So I think that's really another uh, great aspect of the Celtics going there. Uh, no question about it. I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think it's a feather in the cap of the franchise. Who did they, go, who did they play in Mexico last year? You guys remember? Kings. Kings, the yeah, Sacramento. Kings, right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. Rondo, yeah, almost, Rondo almost didn't come back. Well, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, two years ago. So, yeah, real quick, we're going to wrap this up. Danny Ainge caused some controversy. The only thing that's being more discussed than bonding in London is yeah. uh, Gordon Hayward's boot or whatever, brace coming off. Yeah. So, real quick, let's just real rapid fire. Will okay. Gordon Hayward come back this season? I think it's rapid a fire. slight possibility, but if I had to bet on it, only in the NBA Finals. Weak. No. What, I like that answer. I'm Nick Gelso. He's Jimmy Toscano. <laughs> it's complicated. Josue Pavone from East Boston. We'll catch you on the Garden Report following the Celtic Sixers game across the pond.